Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with yet another opportunity to experience the amazing month of Ramadan. It is a month of fasting, Quran, Tarawih, Dhikr, the Laylatul Qadr, also known as the Night of Power, and the time we spend with our families as we come together for suhoor and iftar every day. Ramadan is the perfect time to revitalize our relationship and closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Learn from the Prophet, peace be upon him, be extra kind and helpful as we strive to do not only the required fard task, but also extra sunnah during this month. The reward we get from doing good and worshipping Allah in the holy month of Ramadan is multiplied from what reward we get on any other regular day. Even the Maydar Shayateen are locked up by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With all the momentum and excitement that comes from Ramadan, it tends to be the annual challenge of juggling worldly tasks and responsibilities and obligations. If we had to break this down, the real issues are the following. 1. Doing the most good deeds throughout the day. 2. Staying energized throughout the day. 3. Getting as much sleep as possible. 4. How to spend lunch when fasting. 5. Exercise. Learning how to balance our day-to-day activities of being a student or working can really affect how you put your best foot forward during this special month. To put each of these problems into a wider context, let's think about these in terms of an analogy. If we were sick and went to the doctors, and the doctor told us to take medicine that would require us to not eat or drink from about 4am to 8pm, what would we do? How would we manage following our doctor's orders in school? There are two things that will likely happen. One, we will follow our doctor's directions and follow his instructions as we care about our own health. Two, we will manage and juggle issues at school accordingly without compromising the medical advice. With the reality of the situation cleared up, let's get into the specifics of how to address each concern. Exercise. With exercise or any form of increased physical activity comes thirst, so it's probably best to avoid working out more than is needed. For school-assigned activity, talk to your gym teacher about possibly being exempt from exercise requirements or asking if they can give you an alternative assignment that won't require as much activity as what the rest of the class is doing. If your school or teacher ends up giving you a hard time about this, getting a note from a doctor or imam will probably fix that. The most important thing about doing exercise during Ramadan is knowing what your limit is. If you know you want to stay active during Ramadan, the best time to work out is the hour before breaking fast. Although your energy levels will be low, you won't have to wait long to eat and drink afterwards, and it'll be an effective way to keep your mind off hunger in the last stage. Another option is working out after breaking your fast. How to spend lunch or break while fasting. Most of us have become used to setting aside a time to take a break and fix up something to eat in the middle of the day. During Ramadan, instead of using this time to eat, we can use this time to pray dhuhr as soon as the time comes in. Afterwards, it can be beneficial to stay in the same spot and make thicker, read some Quran, or listen to a lecture while tidying up a bit. Even just sitting and reflecting on the marvels of Allah's creations can be highly beneficial for strengthening our Iman. Staying energized throughout the day. Conserving energy starts with watching what we eat and drink for suhoor and iftar. It's important to plan your meals with filling foods like healthy fats, proteins, carbs, and fruits and vegetables with high water content. For iftar, it's easy to get carried away, but remember to eat slowly and balance the greasy foods with fruits, veggies, and water. Try to drink one glass of water every hour you're awake from iftar onwards to stay hydrated, and to drink one to two glasses during sahur. If throughout the day you feel yourself starting to get drowsy, try taking cold showers to wake you up. 
or taking a short walk. Getting as much sleep as possible. For most, this is already a big enough issue during any other time of the year. But with Ramadan comes Tarawih, the night of power, Lilatul Qadr, and waking up early in the morning for Suhoor. It becomes even harder to get a full 8 hours in. We suggest going to sleep after praying Isha, Eregaz of Tarawih, and waking up at least an hour before Fajr starts, as Suhoor ends and Fajr begins, to prepare the meal for you and your family. After your family prays Fajr, work on homework while you're still awake and energized. That way, after a productive day of work or school, you can take a nap after praying Duhr and wake up to pray Asr. After this nap, it's like you'll feel weak and your hunger will be at its worst. So it's best to either do some exercise this time or read Quran until Iftar. After eating Iftar and praying Maghrib, you may feel drowsy, but after digesting, your energy will return and it'll be a good idea to study until Isha before repeating the cycle again. Studies show the length of naps impact how effective they are. The sweet spots are 20 minutes for shorter naps and 90 minutes for longer ones. Earning the most hasanat during the day. As we talked about before, every good deed during Ramadan is multiplied in its reward. We should try and take advantage of it. By replacing listening to music with listening to Islamic talks or Quran, we can earn good deeds while doing homework, cleaning, or making iftar and suhoor. Keep a thesbi or dhikr counter with you to use at any time as well. During the week, aim for 8 rakahs of tarawih every night and 20 rakahs for the weekends. Try to set a goal for how much Quran you plan to read for the month and make a schedule for you to keep up with yourself. Or set aside 15 minutes after every prayer to read Quran, make thicker, or just contemplate Islam. That way, you always have time put aside to strengthen your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and take a break from life's daily stresses. Remember to take advantage of any opportunity you're given to do an extra act of kindness or to help someone out. Help your mom make iftar, clean the table after suhoor, offer to make your parents or siblings beds, play fun Islamic games like Mecca to Medina or Quran challenge with your family, and encourage your family to pray in Jamaat. Although we should always be doing these actions, being especially mindful of our actions and what we say during this month help build habits which we continue during the rest of the year. The point is that we will always be faced with challenges, where things get complicated and we try to manage and juggle between deen and dunya. What should be clear is that we don't neglect the dunya, but what must govern the dunya is the deen. Ramadan is the perfect example of how we must correct focus and priority in terms of our responsibilities and obligations. Likewise, Ramadan is the perfect month to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reestablish the correct link to Islam, and reap the benefits of our worship in this glorious month. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.